here we are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. As we begin our march to South by Southwest, you know, you're going to hear a lot from Becky and me, so we're bringing in some reinforcements to give people some episodes that I guarantee will be favorites of the year, because with us today we have Katie Jones, Friday Night Movie's official reality TV correspondent, always gets like so many, you know, so many messages after your episodes because there are a lot of people who like reality TV and Katie pr- approaches it with the mind of a PhD slash talk show host. Thank you. I am delighted to be here. I am also delighted that I want to, you know, expand the people we bring in to talk about reality TV. And I'm also delighted I have brought with me today Amy Reddle, who, as we go deep on reality TV, will be a resource for me, as she and I have been really kind of going into the doldrums of some of the most relevant reality TV of our time. Yeah, Amy's going to be Katie's Ed McMahon today and her phone of fret. I'm honored to be here. I can't think of a more pressing topic that we should be discussing. All right. But to kick things off, because Katie's been here a few times, um, before we, we're going to approach the reality TV uh, in, in a little bit of a different way, because we really want to get to know Katie better today. And we've been doing this year on the show, we've been doing five questions that have been scientifically devised to get to know if someone is pop culturally compatible with you and they, they've been we've been tweaking them each time because we really want to make sure uh we're, we're really we're doing this scientifically and uh so we're going to do five questions with katie and we're going to do movie questions but we're also going to spice them up with some reality tv so amy can help katie if she needs to all right katie you ready i am so ready all right katie what movie characters would you want to befriend? Okay. And I already need to phone a friend because what I'm going to do is describe to you the type of person that I love. And then I'm going to give you one example, but I know that there are so many other examples that people will probably think of as well. So I'm going to give you my example and then I'm going to ask Amy and Shy who else like this calls to you. So for me, I love people who like just completely own their truth and it could be completely different than something you believe, but they are completely like brutal and straightforward about like, this is what I believe and this is why I believe it. And they're unapologetic. And I love those people. And so like when I think of like Janine Garofalo in Reality Bites, when she is sitting there with Winona Ryder and Winona Ryder's on the couch, like talking to her psychic and Janine Garofalo is like, you're living in the bell jar. I'm like, that's the type of friend I need. So that's what like immediately comes to me, but I'm sure there's so many other characters characters that are like that that are just like so fervently like this is like Cody from Sister Wives right like this is what I believe right yes you know is a fervent believer in many strange things yes but he believes them yes he believes his haircut is a good idea okay I'm gonna need a little breakdown here I have no idea what a (laughs) what a Cody sister wife is is Cody is Cody a husband on Sister Wives yes he is the husband and he's chosen a little bit of a longer haircut with curls, but he uses it to obfuscate what's happening up top. Obfuscate. Well done. What, what is he obfuscating? Like his face? 
like he actually if you look at him from above he actually does have like a bald spot in the middle of his hair pieces but it's actual hair this is all to say cody believes in polygamy he believes he's right about covid like he is unapologetic in how like to me he is bananas but he like but i will watch him time and time again because i'm fascinated by him like truly fascinated so uh, here's one that I'm confident neither of you have ever seen. And this is a little bit of a deep cut, but this is one of my, this would rotate into my own desert Island movies. It's called pirate radio, the boat that rocked. Of course I know that. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So pirate radio, the boat that rocked, uh, I believe, I think it was, it has love actually vibes. So I think, Maybe that was the director who made it. It takes place in the 60s when something to do with British broadcasting rules, rock and roll radio was seen as obscene, and the radio stations were were boats that boated out into uh, international waters, and they would broadcast rock and roll, and like kids would stay under their covers at night listening to it. And there's this group of crazy misfits on this boat, and it's about the rise and fall of this boat. It's amazing. Philip Seymour Hoffman. I just have to interrupt, and I also want to recommend then Below Deck from that, because that's the reality version (laughs) of what you are describing on Bravo. So, and Below Deck Med. Okay. Wait, is that just like the nurses on the Below Deck? (laughs) Mediterranean Sea. Okay, so there's a number of below decks. There's a Captain Sandy version. There's there's a number, but evidently Kathleen will tell you below deck med is the reality version of what you're describing. So. Okay, so I, in fact, I'm really interested in who on below deck med this would be. Philip Seymour Hoffman, amongst these British disc jockeys, of which each one represents sort of a different genre, subgenre of rock or or a different style. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the like dedicated, passionate monologuer about why rock and roll is so incredible. And he is the star DJ amongst the group. And he has the most amazing belief in what rock and roll does for people in society. And that to me is a character where his conviction, I mean, his conviction is such that he is willing to go down with the ship for his ideas. Yes, yes, absolutely. So who in the who who in the below deck world is like that? Who in the below deck universe is that? I'm not sure. No. Because- is, is there anyone willing to go down with the ship, Amy? Oh well, Captain Lee would go oh, down with the ship, of course. Of course. But does Captain Lee believe in anything fervently? He does take his captainship very yeah. seriously and will fire people who do not. I mean, I would argue all the captains, all the yeah. captains would go down with the ship. I think that's probably a characteristic of a good captain. Well, but what about that sexy one on? Um... I want a T-shirt. I want. Hold on. I want a T-shirt that just says, "What about that sexy one, <laughs> Amy Reddle?" February 2023. <laughs> okay, so I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't remember his name. He was on Watch What Happens Live not that long ago. Okay. All right, next question. Yeah. Well, I actually kind of want to know which reality TV person would you want to befriend? Because I've yet to... I mean, maybe some of the chefs on Top Chef I would want to hang out with. CJ always seemed kind of cool. But in general, there's nothing good about these people to me. But maybe... Oh, oh, Katie is... 
Fired up. Yeah, I'm ready. So um, I don't know if we would really consider him reality TV, but I will because that's where he got his start. So I'm going to say Christian Siriano, Project Runway, early years. I mean, I find him to be a creative genius. I find him to be entertaining. I can... I find him to be incredibly smart. Like, I would love to be friends with Christian Siriano. That is a good one. I, because we were in the below deck mode, I was thinking Marco, the chef on below deck, mm-hmm. who is a fantastic chef, very able to roll with all of the crazy punches that people put um, in front of him. I both love to eat, find him to be sexy, and would love to spend time with Marco. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. I love. Amy's, like, sexiness criteria. It doesn't take much. Okay. So, all right. So, people have gotten to know you over the years through our show, Katie. Sophisticated, academically rooted in your arguments about the social value of reality TV. That being said, what would surprise people about your movie taste? Is there a movie that people would be very surprised that Katie Jones would be would be would be um, into like for me I guess no one's surprised anymore how I much like how much I love cats because they know how much I love cats but you know that's something most people are just surprised anyone loves so uh, I've discussed this with some people but I think this will be my first public declaration early messed up Robert Downey Jr. movies yeah so there is a terrible one um that's called like remember when or something like that and he basically like it takes place it starts in like the 50s and he's madly in love with his wife and like he dies before his time and then his soul gets reincarnated in like the boyfriend of his daughter or something like that it is crazy but i am charmed there's also another one where um again like he's followed by spirits and it's just oh heart and soul heart and soul i love that movie like early robert downey jr i'm in i'm well, in that, that, that's like mid that's post brat pack era robert downey jr you're talking so i feel like the peak of that is chaplin have you ever seen chaplin no because that seems like a quality movie it's a quality movie but i'm pretty sure that's the peak drug haze era it's just he got i mean he was oscar nominated that's an amazing movie i just highly recommend it but you're right it is not heart and soul him dancing with spirits that's what i'm saying like anything of substance i'm probably gonna i'm like i still haven't seen shawshank like i mean like there are just so many you know he's not in shawshank redemption i do but it is a substantive movie that i have not (laughs) seen so we can add chaplin to the list I'm, i'm taking notes of what movies we should watch later as a group uh Amy and I will be watching Below Deck Med. Is there there a reality TV show that would surprise people? Because at this point, you have given me ones that I've never even heard of, so all of them surprise me. But is there a reality TV show that, that like, knowing your Vanderpumpian taste... You know, what, and be ready with this one, Amy, too. Cause. Well, this is why I brought Amy in, because one of the things that has deepened our relationship has been our love of TLC's Sister Wives, which follows a polygamist family. Right, and you're not exactly what I would say a wilting, a wilting feminist, right? <laughs> 
but there is this whole thing about polygamy being a feminist movement. And again, like part of what, and I've said this at your, at your podcast before, part of what draws me to reality TV is like, it, there are just some things I could never imagine my life like. I could never imagine myself making a polygamist choice. So watching them and their logic and how this all works. I mean, Amy and I talk about this all the time. We're like, talk about the money. Like, how does this money work? Like, it just fascinates me. So that's probably what I would say. People would be surprised that I am here for a TLC because otherwise I don't mess with TLC. It's too sad. T TLC, by the way, once stood for the Learning Channel. That's what the TLC stood for originally. Learning about polygamy. <laughs> All right, Amy. What would surprise people? I mean, no one knows you on the podcast yet, so they're just going to be surprised no matter what. So or maybe introduce us a little bit to your personality, and then tell us why we should be surprised. Oh, well, I'm a mom. I'm a lobbyist. I'm a Pittsburgher. Um, you're, you're a riot on the dance floor. Love going to any kind of like dancing music situation with you. And, and Dave, your husband. I do really love to dance. Um, 90s hip hop and R&B is my genre. Um, for me, I have a deep cut. My favorite reality show is Four Weddings. I don't know if we've talked about this. I think so. Also on TLC. Yes. Because it combines most of my favorite things when I want to be entertained. First of which is weddings. I'll watch anything wed wedding related. Say yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress UK, Atlanta. These are all things I'm willing to spend time and energy on. I, but Four Weddings is amazing because it follows four brides. They each attend each other's weddings. And it involves another of my favorite parts of reality television, which is judging each other <laughs> and being super catty. Like, mm, that wedding cake just wasn't three tears. I don't know. And then it's like, it's just the best. And then somebody's grandpa pulls somebody onto the dance floor and there's glow sticks. And it's really one of my favorite things. And then they rank each other at the end and somebody wins a magical honeymoon, mostly to like Puerto Rico. What prevents them from voting for themselves? Oh. A very good question, Shy, and they discuss this in the show. There is a rank order system, and you can you first you rank, and then you give scores, and there's some way they work it out so you can't just carpet bag yourself. And then I have to just tie this back then to my academic political beliefs. So rank voting, like we should have in the United <laughs> States, for our democracy. But anyway, that's not the purpose of this show. But anyway, <laughs> in, in case you were misled that. Katie's a polygamist <laughs> who believes in the subjugation of people. Um, all right. Uh, we're on vacation now as a group, but maybe we'll be heading on vacation and, you know, there'll be some sort of untoward accident. You'll end up on a desert island for a while, just you and a beach ball. And uh, you're going to have to take three movies with you. What three movies are you taking with you, Katie? So, uh, I'm going to divide these into categories um, because they're the categories of movies I like. The first is documentaries. I love documentaries. Um, so the first one I would take in the documentary category is The Life and Times of Molly Ivins, who follows a Democratic um, uh, journalist from the 80s and 90s, uh, but she was like born and raised in Texas and she became just basically like this zeitgeist of a particular movement. And she became an expert in George W. Bush and basically tearing him down. And it's just, she's wonderful. It's a great documentary. So your first category of movies is just a book. 
is a documentary about a dynamic woman in Texas. You know, again, I mean, it probably goes back to the people I would be friends with, right? Like she believes in her democratic principles. She believes in loves Texas. And I am fascinated by how those two things come together. Um, So I would say Life and Times of Molly Ivins. Then um, I have to pick two of just like my classics, like all time favorite. So when Harry met Sally's coming with me, like I just that's one of my top two favorite movies. So one of my biggest questions is about that movie as I've revisited it, other than the fact that it really challenges the premise that like men and women can be uh, platonic friends, which aggravates me as someone who has a lot of female friends. (laughs) Um, But Billy Crystal is like 20 years younger than us his character in that movie. He's there, aren't they just graduating college or something like that? It follows them over an arc. It starts when they just graduated college, but then it follows them like five years, 10 years. Like, and I think they finally become friends like after they've graduated, like 10 or 12 years after they graduated is the majority of the movie. But has Billy Crystal, like, I just, I can never imagine Billy Crystal like in his twenties. It just doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it, it, it never bothered me. He's just always been a 40-year-old man. I mean, he's still a 40... He's still the City Slickers' dad. I mean, he's one of the greatest, but he's still... I got one more movie, though. I got one more. I got three on an island. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, then my last one is going to have to be Top Gun Maverick, because it's just a great movie. It's just a great, 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 great movie. It is a great movie, and I know, even though Amy said she doesn't see movies, I saw this with her in the theater. Um, So, uh, Amy... I'm going to wrap some of the other questions into this. In Top Gun Maverick, which Top Gun Maverick character would you want to befriend? Well, Maverick, obviously. <laughs> I mean, or the hot guy on the beach. Rooster. N- the, they're all hot. The one who dances, the one who does the little jiggle dance, not the one with the mustache. No, not the mustache. Uh, Hangman, the bad guy? He's no. not a bad guy. No, not him. Maybe it is the one who dances on the beach. Yes. Is that the, that's the up and coming. Yes. Him. The, the other main character of the movie. Maverick, but definitely Maverick. Okay. Yeah. I would, I would definitely want to be Rooster's friend or, or Phoenix. Monica Barbaro is pretty awesome in that, in that movie. I like Bob. I like Bob. You need like a solid, like, you know, navigator Bob. So. Okay. On this desert island, I would never think to subject you to only watching movies. So what reality TV shows are you bringing with you? One, and I'm going to be hard on you all because you watch, I don't want like say yes to the dress to contain the entire say yes to the dress over no say yes to the dress. Like if you say yes to the dress, you can't include say yes to the dress Hoboken. Okay. (laughs) Got to pick one show. So he has to dress Poughkeepsie. <laughs> um, so I would first take like early real world, like anything before Las Vegas. Las Vegas is when it really started for me going downhill. So I would say early real world. And I would say probably season like one or two of Road Rules. remember with kit and mark like again when they were actually going to like true americana and like touring like that was just again like who knew there was a giant strawberry in the middle of idaho or whatever but like that's something you learned on that show um so i would probably say those two and then 
I don't know. I have to think of the third. I mean, I'm sure it's something from the Bravo universe. I'm sure. But whether it's a Housewives or whether it's a Vanderpump, I would have to I have to think about that a little bit more. There's also the maker genre, right? Like the Top Chefs, the Project Runways. I really enjoy those too. I mean, it's amazing. I, I don't feel like I'm not all that creative, particularly with the fashion piece of the world. And so kind of see, seeing people make things is always entertaining for me too. I mean, mine again would be Four Weddings, sure. uh, Top Chef, and then probably something from Bravo too, but I'd have to think about which one. So much to choose from. Like 90 Day Fiance is a little too out there for me. I um, I try it a lot, but the they're pretty out there. Is that the human trafficking one? Yes. 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 It's sad. I find it sad. Yeah. All right. Those are those are good. Those are good answers. All right. That's actually what we're gonna do tonight, Shaq. <laughs> oh my god. Forget about your substantive movies. We're going deep on uh, say yes to the dress. <laughs> Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The signature game of Friday Night Movie is buy, rent, meh. I will give you three things. You may assign only one value to each of these. So if I were to say buy, rent, meh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, you'd have to say, in my case, I would buy strawberry, rent, chocolate, meh, vanilla. Now, meh doesn't have to be one of dismissiveness. It could be one of indifference. It could be one of lack of knowledge. It's not, because it's not, this is not meant to just drag something. Buy and rent are like one I like more than the other. And then the key is to explain it. Okay. So the first two are almost always the same in the buy, rent, man of the five questions. These are very scientific. The third one we adapt for the person. So buy, rent, man. Cats, as we mentioned, I love it. A non-musical movie version, like a, straightforward narrative movie, okay? Avatar, the one with the blue people, entirely musical version. Still 3D and everything, but entirely musical. Third, Vanderpump Rules made as a Disney animated feature, like in the style of The Little Mermaid. Bye. I buy that. I buy that every time. Um... So, so the cats is really random to think of it as a non-musical. So then I'm going to have to give that the meh because I just can't even wrap my mind around that. So then the avatar would have to be the rent. Okay, very cool. Amy's face is like amazing. I almost want to just take a picture of the look on your face and that should be the picture for this episode of just shock. Okay, bye rent meh. Non-musical, straightforward narrative cats. Musical, avatar with blue people. Disney animated Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to buy the Vanderpump Rules, obviously. I'm super interested in how the Disney animators make up Botox faces and fake boobs. Um, Although they probably have already done that with the princess genre. Sure. Um, I actually probably wouldn't take that much. (laughs) I'm going to rent cats because i'm interested you, you've piqued my interest and i'm gonna meh avatar because p.s i've never seen avatar so i don't even know what i'm getting into i will say this current one that came out we did a reaction on the show uh is like fantastic i saw it on the big screen in 3d i wouldn't i don't know if i'd watch it again but in terms of going to see it on the theater they james cameron did stuff in that movie that i didn't think was movie-wise possible so Allie, I saw it with Allie. We went to see it. And like in true Allie fashion, 
we were watching. It was me, Becky, and Vlad, who were big fans of this movie, this series. Allie and me, who were just going to keep them company. And Allie and I were just having a ball. And I mean, if you quiz Allie on what happened in the movie, she's like, oh, I don't know. There were some whales and some people running from whales. <laughs> like, but it was amazing. All right. It was a very long movie. Yeah, it's it's like three. It's three movies in one. It's three hours. It's three solid hours. Okay, now this is the last one. This is almost the most important one. I mean, we're going to double this up. What question would you want to know about people's movie taste? And separate, what question would you want to know about people's reality TV taste to know their compatibility with you, right? So like if you were to add the fifth question, so the fifth question is essentially what would your question be? Yeah. And then we can we can dive into that question. Yeah. Well, I mean, for the reality TV, my my personal filter is always like, are you a bachelor person or a real housewives person? Because that is truly where the tree splits. And so I would, and obviously I'm a housewives person. Like I just can't do the bachelor thing. So that would probably be my like, that's my question for reality TV. Are you a bachelor person or are you a reality TV person? Is the question here dating show versus human relationships or is it very specifically bachelor or housewives? I mean, bachelor and housewives are really emblematic of so many other layers, right? Um, so there's one where it's centered on the man, right? And kind of what some people would argue are very like, again, because I'm not a bachelor person, bachelor people are going to come after me in your comments, <laughs> but like very heteronormative, reinforces negative stereotypes about like how relationships and courting and men having power, that sort of thing. And then you have the better option of the Housewives franchise, which is actually about the dynamics of women. Um, and how they relate to one another, particularly older women that you don't see a lot on TV. So, but they're trying to look like younger women. That's true. That's true. Body autonomy, people. Body autonomy. <laughs> that's all I. That's all I got to say. Um, all right. So, but my other. But to answer the first one about the movie, my favorite question to ask anyone whenever I meet them is, "What advice would you go back and give your younger self?" I love that question just as a human. What does that have to do with the movie? So like, as you think of your movies, right? Like, and everything you know now about the various genres of horror and mystery and romance or whatever, like, what would you go back and like, wish you watched more of? This is, this is very deep for me that you've mentioned this because, because the level in which I had terror of horror movies, like, like deep terror. Like, like I saw the thriller video at like in 1984 when I was at Anton Orland's house in his basement in like a well-lit afternoon. And when Michael Jackson goes, get away, like that's it. Nightmares for 10 straight years. And in the, in the old VHS video stores, the horror movies would always be by the checkout. And my parents literally went to our personal, our video store and was like, you need to move those because my son's afraid to rent the movies because I'd have to walk by all the Freddy Krueger and just the looks in those faces. Now I still can't watch those particular movies, but my appetite for horror and my enjoyment of the special effects and, and all those things, especially horror comedy has really, really grown. And I wish I, I think it would change who I am, so I don't want to change who I am, but I do wish 
like there were a bunch of sleepovers where I just like faked a stomach ache because the kid had like a Hellraiser poster and I was like, nope, this is over. <laughs> I wish I could go back and I wish I could go back and uh, uh, make myself less scared of those things. How about how about you, Amy? My philosophy in general on entertainment, whether it be movie or TV, is like I want to be in and out and not too emotionally disturbed. <laughs> I just truly want to be entertained. Like, I want to laugh. I want to think it's funny and fun and light. And I want to be done. I think that's why I gravitate to reality TV, actually, because it is usually those things. Yes, there's sometimes, there's drama, obviously, but it all seems pretty fabricated or at least not all that deep. And so I think for me, when I think about, like, what I would be compatible, what I want to ask somebody about movies that we would be compatible, do you like, like, do you like comedies, uh, things that are light, easy to get in and out of? I, horror is not my genre, despite enjoying Violent Night when we went to see it together. Yeah, that's horror comedy and, and more, more or action comedy. I would say that is the horror that I gravitate to. Yeah. I really enjoy the dark humor. Like you could even count Beetlejuice as a horror comedy. So I that's but like torture porn and things like that. Like I can't. I've watched some of that, but I it does not like that's that's very upsetting to me. I would just like it noted that I was also invited to Violent Night and I decided to not go based on all of the principles. And similarly, the things I like in movies, I'm like, this literally sounds like it has nothing for me. Happy birthday, Shy. I'm going to a bookstore and buying myself dinner. <laughs> it was Allie's birthday. Which I didn't know was an option. If I knew was an option, I may have taken that option to go to the bookstore with you. But that was OK because I didn't end up enjoying it. Violent Night was a pretty light movie it, it it portrayed itself as much darker it was very it was a very it was almost like home alone yes agreed but you know my husband likes sci-fi he likes kind of thoughtful thrillers all that to me is just too much thinking and too much like emotional involvement in what i want to spend my time my entertainment time doing your husband and i have very i think compatible very compatible pop culture taste as does katie husband and i as well okay so amy do you have a question that you would ask people oh no you ask the people do you like comedies and all that my my question and maybe i hope people aren't getting tired of this is what's your favorite music movie music moment in a movie so like for me and forget i'm not even gonna give you mine because you haven't seen the movie but for me like there are moments in movies where music songs or something are integrated into it. And as a music lover, it just heightens my mm -hmm. experience on like a, such a deep level. It fills my heart. Like in Top Gun. Oh, <laughs> It's going and yeah, I mean that's the one that comes to mind immediately. Oh, I should like the the helicopter is like the wings are going out and like oh I'm here for it. Well, that's that's a great Top Gun is a great music moment movie and they had Kenny Loggins's playing in the boys in the volleyball scene and then they have the One Republic song which I remember in the first I saw Top Gun three times in the theater, but after having after like. That has become an enduring thing in our family is to just watch that scene and the music, everything. That is music, movie, in, at perfection. I, I have another deep cut. Well, relatively deep cut. The end of Working Girl with Melanie Griffith when she, like, puts her, um, uh, you know, like, 
feet up on the desk and she's calling like all of her former executive assistance people and from the corner office and being like, you'll never guess, um, you know, where I am. And then it's like Carly Simon, let the river run. Oh, yeah. Um, let the river run. That's a big, great music moment because it begins the movie and it ends yeah. the movie. Huge. That's that. I love that movie, by the way. Can we watch that tonight? That movie is amazing. Allie and I watched that movie on our honeymoon. I, I mean, I'd seen it. I saw it when I was probably way too young because my parents let me watch whatever. That movie is amazing. So this is actually how I would answer my question about like, what do you wish you would like go back and watch your younger self? There are certain things that I feel like I watched at the wrong point in time. So I was constantly, we've talked about this, like reality bites. Like I watched it and I was like, what's the big deal? I watched it 10 years later. I'm like, this is amazing. Same thing with office space. Like I remember people being like, oh my gosh, in college, like this is hysterical. And I was like, this like hurts my eyes. I spent like two years in corporate America and I laughed like no other. And so I wish I had told myself, like you don't have to watch everything when it's popular. You could watch it when you're ready to watch it. Oh, it's important, I think, to watch things when you're when you're ready to watch it. I call those, like I have a deeper life thing about them. It's called a Darth Vader moment. And I call it a Darth Vader moment. Do you know who Darth Vader is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I have an 11-year-old. Okay, so... Darth Vader, most people grew up knowing Darth Vader is, spoiler alert, Luke Skywalker's father. And, but in the 90s when the movies came out, I had friends who had never seen the movies before go see it in the theater. When they, when the, when the 90s, when they were rehashing the movies in the theater, and like there were a couple of people I know who didn't know and it blew their mind. Whereas like I don't remember not knowing that. So for me, the idea that you can see something that, Everyone seems to know for the first time. Like you can't get that back. So one I, I really like to think about is I saw Casablanca when I was like 35 or something like that. And I just was, first of all, I didn't realize how many things we just say in our life are from that movie. Um, but I just was walking around for a week afterwards being like, anyone seen this movie Casablanca? It's amazing. And then I just have to bring that back because that is also discussed in When Harry Met Sally. So I just have to really bring that back. It's a central conversation that they have. So yeah, I, I, to me, that's the, the Darth Vader moment. So there's there's a lot of, I, I, I'm with you on that. This is a movie, there's a movie that I saw when I was way too young. Saw it in the theater when my parents were on a trip with our babysitter, Cheryl, who had this mean cat, Devlin, and she would let Devlin on the furniture, but not the kids. And Was it Adventures in Babysitting? <laughs> it wasn't Adventures in Babysitting, it had already been out. This was like 88 or 89, and... Parenthood with Steve Martin and as a like this was a you know this was marketed as a Steve Martin family comedy it is not but that's a movie I've watched every five to ten years and every time I watch it it shows me another layer of life Every, wherever I am in life that movie speaks to me a different way and and I haven't watched it in this of having like 10 11 year olds but like that movie is so Ron Howard like at his best so deeply insightful there's so many characters that you can connect to at different times I can't recommend that movie enough and I can't and, and that is like not only do you rewatch it like you rewatch it and the next time you have a life milestone you rewatch it again because you're gonna have a new perspective have you have you ever seen it no no <laughs> it's very funny it is emotional, but it's very, very funny. I, I, it's such a beautiful movie. Let's just let me pitch the cat. Steve Martin, uh, Rick Moranis, Mary Steenburgen, Jason Robards. You, I mean, I feel like I'm naming people. You're like one out of four. You, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Diane Weist, 
No. Okay. She eventually she won Oscar two Oscars with she won two Oscars. Anyways, all right. Great, great, great. Um. And wait, do we? Oh, wait. Can we come back to this bachelor thing for just one more second? Okay. So, I when I was in college was pre-reality TV, current era reality TV. It was um, early 2000s, late 90s. And the dating shows Eliminate, Fifth Wheel, and I think there's one called Shipmates or Shipwrecked, where it was below decks, but they were on a cruise, right? So it was just like a date, but they went on a cruise. And it would always be the same thing. One On that one, one of the people would say like, I'm going to sleep. And then the other one would go out and hit like the club at the on the boat which is the same boat so it was always the same club and then the other person would get up and be like what are you doing here i thought you were going to bed um and and i loved those quick hit dating shows there's something where uh, there was no investment i didn't have to follow a storyline the idea of following the back and i watched uh joe millionaire the one that where that guy got no no not joe millionaire sorry who wants to marry a millionaire that one that took place all in one night darva conger um absolutely traffic um, I loved anything that was resolved in the f- one night, mm-hmm. but a continuing story of a dating show, just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And so I- I'm curious, I would take Housewives over Bachelor, but I would take those cheeseball MTV style 90s dating shows mm-hmm. over, um, over, over, sis- over how- Housewives. What was that? What does that say about me, Katie? I mean, that's a really, uh, I mean, it's probably why we're all friends, right? Like I see threads there of like similar to Amy, like she wants to be entertained, right? Like we're in and out, like, you know, like it's meant to be fanciful and you're getting fanciful from it. So, um, and I think also knowing you shy, like you are a person who wants to like invest in people who are worth investing in and the housewives like are probably not those people. So, like. look, look, some of them are brilliant entrepreneurs, and I, re- I respect. I don't want to be friends with any of them, but uh, I, I can, um, all right. Uh, we always end the show with what we call shout-outs and recs, and that is if you have any shout-outs, anyone you want to shout out to, or if you have any recommendations. Katie's always brought with her great recommendations of it's usually a show, so if there's a reality show or an episode of a show or a, a podcast, I'm sort of less enthusiastic about books, but if you have a book you want people to read, sure. I mean, I don't think we have a real book-reading audience, but I mean, I actually know I'm the only one doesn't like books so if you have any recs i i'll just say my rec right now and i'll be making it on the show over and over again is a new show that the algorithm recommended to me and i adore it's called not dead yet and it's with uh, gina rodriguez who used to be on jane the virgin and it's about a uh, uh an obituary writer who's visited every week by the ghost of the person she's writing for the obituary and it, it has some life lessons and things like that but it's really well written and well acted. And even though it's a very simple premise, I immediately have fallen in love with that show. And she is just amazing at carrying a, um, uh, at carrying a, a show. It also has Lauren Ash, who is Canadian and was in a uh, superstore. So it's anyways, I immediately fell in love with that show. So I think people should check that show out. Um, I've now given you much time to come up with your recommendations, mm-hmm. Katie. So uh, I will, say shout out to Katie Rader, who has recommended to me Perfect Match, 
which is supposed to be a love is blind quasi follow-up where again, they're like bringing back some love is blind people. And she said it's love is blind combined with hunger games. So I have not uh, watched it myself, but I trust Katie implicitly. So that's what I'll say. Um, and then also I'll just give a shout out to my friend, Vanessa Zoltan and her co-host Matt for Harry Potter and the sacred text podcast. I will give a shout out to David Rettle, who actually watches and loves movies and would be a great um, guest on this podcast. Long and overdue. My recommendation, we just started watching Abbott Elementary, which I really, really love. And um, again, pure entertainment for me, in and out, funny, sweet, thoughtful, um, makes me think, makes me laugh. I just love everything about it. Cheryl Lee Ralph is amazing. Oh, and Quinta Brunson? Mm-hmm. Quinta Brunson, just a total star. I had a moment, so I had this moment at the, you know, I got to the, go to the Emmys. Everyone knows I went to the Emmys this year, and what you went to the Emmys? Yeah, and 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 first of all, that show takes place in Philly, which is awesome. So I felt like I really thought I actually thought one of the reason the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl was because of just Quinta Brunson existing. <laughs> That's because I'm like Abbott Elementary. Everybody loves Abbott Elementary. What 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 show takes place in Kansas City? Like <laughs> Abbott Elementary is like this incredible, inspiring show. Quinta Brunson, I didn't get a chance to talk to Quinta Brunson. I've been a friend, friend, fan of Cheryl Relau since I was like a little kid because she was in The Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy. So she, that's another amazing movie that's super underrated. Um, uh, there was this moment where Quinta Brunson and I like locked eyes and thought we recognized each other and, and then like smiled and then, you know, like the crowd moves and then a little bit later, I was like, "Why do I know? Why? I don't. I don't know that. I don't know anybody here." And then she's up like accepting awards, and I was like, "Oh yeah," because she doesn't. When she's dressed on the show, she's dressed in like school teacher outfits. Here, she's in like the you know the Cheryl Lee Ralph. It was different because I knew who I've been watching Cheryl Lee Ralph my whole life. Um, uh, uh, so Quinta Brunson and I, I feel like there was this moment where we thought we were friends. So I believe that Quinta Brunson and I. We, we could catch an Eagles game together and totally be friends because in this crowd of people, we just assumed we were, I guess. So I think she's so incredible. Um, well, with that, uh, does anyone want to be followed on social media here? I feel like this is not a follow me on social media crowd. I want to thank my incredible guest, the official reality TV correspondent, of the Friday Night Movie Podcast, and now the official reality TV Ed McMahon of the podcast, um, Katie Jones, Amy Rattle. Uh, you can follow me at Pancake and the Number Four Table on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow my sisters, who are uh, off resting their voices for South by Southwest, uh, at um, FNM Sisters on Instagram. You can follow all the Friday Night Movie shenanigans at Friday Night Movie or Friday Night or Friday Night Movie. Dot com and the theme music is by What Does It Eat. Thank you so much to Katie and Amy. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.